This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, author of One Rental at a Time. And as you requested, we are doing these outside. Uh, it is a little, little overcast, a little chilly this morning, uh, although I expect it to blow off pretty quickly and it to be another gorgeous day in the Silicon Valley. A couple of quick things. I want to welcome all the new members to the channel. Over the last couple of days, we have seen a noticeable uptick in subscriptions. And I want to thank you. I want to thank the new members, uh, the returning guests, the people who watch these daily financial news daily. But let me just remind you what you get from this channel. Uh, first and foremost, you get someone who actually does real estate investing. I don't just talk about it. I don't just read books and regurgitate other people's information. I actually do this business. Uh, what you will see on this channel for me, for example, is property walkthroughs of projects ongoing. Uh, I, I sent one up yesterday. There's an entire playlist. Probably of the last 50 or so projects I have done, I am both buy and hold and have done about 60 or so flips in the last three years since retiring. But more importantly than that, this is not only my channel. I have six multimillionaires that I talk to weekly and they all do this business. In addition to that, we don't always agree. Sometimes we look at the situation and the variables differently and we have different outputs and that is awesome. So when you're gonna get from one rental at a time is seven individuals, six experts plus me that actually do this business. We don't just talk about it and pontificate and regurgitate headlines. For example, just yesterday, just on Monday, we talked with an attorney about LLCs. We talked about evictions. We talked about learning a new market. Then of course we had Greg Dickerson where we talked about the trillion dollar reverse repo market. We talked about a changing market uh, helping, creating opportunity, or forcing you into bankruptcy if you don't respect it. Uh, and then we talked about Wall Street buying stuff. So again, what you're gonna get on this channel is every day four or five pieces of original content from people that do this business. So if that's what you want, you're hungry for real stuff, subscribe, like, comment, ask questions. It's just me, so ask a question, I respond. Uh, I'll ask one of my experts. Today, we've got two uh, great experts, Matt and Omar, uh, one at eight, one at nine. So look forward to new stuff. Uh, in addition to that, we have a contest going on where people are actually following one rental at a time, either as students, read the book, follow the channel, and doing deals. Uh, I'm gonna try to juggle pieces of paper. First off, Romero, congratulations. You actually got four of these. It's really hard for me to show all four, so trust me, he got four. And then I think we have Nathan and John. So folks, I'm gonna go drop these off in the mailbox. Right over there, that little thing right there. Drop it off in the mailbox so you guys will see these in the next couple of days. As for the daily financial news, we're gonna start off with earnings, lots of earnings going on this week. And I think we should start with Simon Property. Remember last year when we all heard the mall was dead? Remember that? The mall was dead. Well, Simon Properties, the largest mall owner of what's called Class A malls, came back strong, folks. Uh, sales are back to June. 
not June 2020, we're talking June 2019 levels. So the mall is back, people are shopping for clothes and shoes, back to school, back to office, things of that nature. Uh, up 80% from a year ago, so uh, up big time from 2020. Occupancy though, still down, right? Uh, I don't know if you go to malls, but if you do, there's still you know, more um, vacant uh, office space. So just, I have those numbers for you. Simon Properties occupancy was 91.8%. That is down not from 93% last year, uh, but more importantly, down from 94.4% two years ago, which is the compare that is interesting. Uh, on top of that, we have Under Armour. Under Armour came out with a beat on top and bottom. If you don't know what that means, top is revenue, total sales. Bottom is earnings, how much did they actually add uh, or earn per share. But more, most importantly, they did not only beat top and bottom, but they raised. That's what you're looking for in the stock market. Are you going to be raising guidance going forward? Uh, then we have Clorox. If you watch my talk, I think it was Saturday this week, I talked about upcoming earnings and I highlighted Clorox specifically, so I like it when I get things right. Uh, I said Clorox is gonna have a tough compare. Don't know how they can do it. People were buying hand over fist last year and likely stockpiling. Lo and behold, they missed top, they missed bottom, and sales were down significantly from last year's. Sometimes, folks, this stuff is easy, uh, and that was a that was a layup, frankly. Uh, you got Marriott. Marriott was one I wanted to talk about because what is going on with travel? Uh, and more specifically, I want to know what was going on with business travel. Unfortunately, I did not see that in Marriott's announcement. Uh, they did say that revenue more than doubled from last year but it sounds like that is mainly vacations and things of that nature. Business travel is still nowhere to be seen, at least at any significant level. Uh, take Two Interactive, if you don't know who they are, they are a video game maker. Uh, they beat top and bottom, but they gave pretty weak guidance on the delay of video games. Uh, this is something I think you're gonna see in the software industry. The last year has been tough, lots of work from home, and having worked in that space for 20 years, having developers individually work all around the world, not the most efficient way to develop software. And really where it breaks down is QA, because you get a, get a lot of bugs. So uh, going to be interesting. Moving on to the Fed, we are clearly seeing Fed governors disagree with each other. What you had last year was the Fed was in lockstep. Everybody was saying the same things. But now you have uh, two that I found, Bullard, which is the guy you gotta watch. He's been pretty uh, hawkish for a while, but you also have Waller. Buller is saying uh, the US is entering a new era. He is afraid that there will be stronger growth, better pro productivity on the good side, but on the bad side, you are going to have higher persistent inflation, which will lead to higher interest rates. And he's not sure how uh, the debt structure will perform in that environment. He thinks this is going to have long and lingering effects as the world recovers. That last part is important, folks. I've been telling you we do a lot of kind of U.S.-based stuff, but we are on a worldwide economy, and the other countries are coming out of this at different rates. That is just going to mean the supply chain disruptions we've all been feeling are going to go on for a while. Plus, that revenge buying, that revenge buying that we talked about first a year and a half ago in China, we saw some of it here in the US. It's just gonna, the consumer's gonna come out and just wanna spend, 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 which is going to be 
inflationary in my opinion. Then we have Fed Waller. This one is interesting. It's actually a Fed president I haven't heard of much, but I'm going to I'm going to follow him some more. He's like we got to go early and we got to go fast on the tapering. The big thing I liked about Waller's discussion is he actually gave numbers that you and I could track. Fed presidents typically don't do that in my opinion, but we can arm chair quarterback this discussion. What uh, Waller said was if July, which comes out Friday, July unemployment and then August unemployment, both are over 800,000, he is going to be pushing to taper fast and taper big time. Uh, and he wants to do that because if that happens, again, 800,000 jobs created in June, which again, we will get on Friday, big number. And then August report in September, uh, he could see rates going up in 2022, which if you've been following my channel is exactly when I think rates go up. I think rates go up in 2022. Don't know if you're following this, but PepsiCo is selling fruit. Well, fruit juice anyway. Uh, Pepsi is selling Tropicana and some other juice brands for $3.3 billion to a French private equity. Uh, Pepsi is going to use the uh, proceeds to strengthen its balance sheet and invest in the business. Uh, we got a couple of other things, again, looking around the world, because again, it's important to figure out what's going on in the world. French bank Societe Generale, I mispronounced that bad, I'm sorry. Uh, they beat top and bottom, but they called out uh, retail banking returns. I'm like, well, what does retail banking mean? Uh, basically, home loans are up and consumer credit is up. Uh, the French consumer is borrowing once again after going into kind of a lockdown in savings mode and fewer defaults. Again, remember what I told you like 18 months ago, banks are going to over reserve and then they're going to let these things out uh, as uh, this thing unwinds. And that's what's happening. New Zealand, folks, you think we have a hot housing market? New Zealand is the hottest housing market in the world by my research. It is so hot, get this, it is so hot that the banks are limiting mortgages. Yeah, I, can you imagine what would happen in the US if the, bank, if the market was so hot that the bank said, we are not gonna do FHA 3.5% down? That is, what the, that is what the banks in New Zealand are considering. They are considering not doing low down payment loans anymore. You must have 20%. I just read that and I go, oh my gosh, what would happen in the US? People would lose their freaking mind if we eliminated 3.5% down loans. But again, they're looking to restrict access and likely have to raise interest rates here shortly. Not to be outdone, we've got South Korea. South Korea is seeing inflation quicken and mulling rate rises. We are talking about rate rises because again, other countries raise their rates, their currency gets stronger. If we insist on keeping ours low, ours will weaken. Uh, I thought it was very interesting on South Korea's data. Uh, South Korea's inflation is up to 2.6. I asked most of the consumers, what would you think if inflation was only 2.6 here? Because we are running north of 6%. Uh, and their bank is, their um, central government is, or their central bank, excuse me, uh, is looking to raise rates to combat 2.6% inflation. Not to be outdone, Bank of England. Bank of England uh, is looking at an inflation rate for June of 0.5% or annualized 6%. That is significantly north of their goal of 3%. Uh, so they too are now battling internal battles like we are here 
where Powell is on one side and Buller's on the other. That is now going on at the Bank of England, where they may have to react to this as well. And just because we had a conversation with Mr. Greg Dickerson yesterday about Wall Street, I went out and gathered some data and I wanted to share that with you. First and foremost, Wall Street owning single family rentals. How many do you think they own? Let's ask that question, see if we get some participation. How many single family homes, rentals, do you think Wall Street owns? It's a number, not a percentage. We'll start with a number. I'll give you a couple of seconds to respond. If you're watching me live, uh, go, ahead and go ahead and guess. If you're watching this on replay, hit pause, leave a comment below, see how you did. All right, we got 8 million so far, 2 million. Anybody else want to throw in a third guess? 30 million. You all, wow, okay. Well, you are going to be, you all overguessed a lot. That's not a number, a lot, Larry. That's not a, that's not a number. So based on the article I read, Wall Street owns 2% of single family rentals. So again, as if they're rentals, they own 2% of that. They own only 300,000 single family homes today. That is according to this article. And Invitation Homes is the biggest single owner where their conglomerate of entities owns 81,000 by itself. So again, we like to think the big old bad Wall Street is out buying everything. They are not. They own a measly 300,000 homes. That's a, that's a nothing. That is a nothing. The other thing I wanna say on this, cause I have researched this a lot is uh, I believe they're going to start building homes. If you've been watching this channel, the build for rent thing, I believe is coming. Uh, I believe that will be very profitable in the short term. And then ultimately, it will keep rents lower. Why? Folks, supply and demand is undefeated. If you start adding a lot of new single family rentals, rents are going to start slowing down. But that's just how supply and demand works. So again, folks, thank you for watching the Daily Financial News. We've got 50 people watching and 12 thumbs up. I do a horrible job of asking for thumbs up. If you can, do that for me. If you like daily stuff, uh, we do this every day at 7.30, except on Thursdays where we do it at 7. And again, remember, this channel is about real estate investing. I do it plus the six experts, the six multimillionaires do it. So if that's what you want, come back, subscribe. Let's see what's going on. But be warned, I create four or five videos every day. So uh, don't be surprised if you get lots of notifications. Have a great day and congratulations to everybody who got one of these cards coming out. All right, guys, take care.